Welcome back to the Hannah Ashton Podcast, guys. Today's episode is an interview with one of my YouTube role models. She's been there for so many years in my subscription box, Kenzie Elizabeth. Today, we're going to talk about her transition as a Texas teen to a successful LA YouTuber. We will talk about the struggles of loving what you do and how to overcome the self-destruction we sometimes put on ourselves as creatives under pressure. And we're going to talk about how you can be an influencer without being obsessed with social media. It may sound a little too good to be true, but rest assured, Kenzie has some awesome tips up her sleeve, and we're going to dive into even more than just those three things I mentioned. So here we go. You're listening to the Hannah Ashton Podcast, the show for dreamers and achievers and where women can learn how to create their own digital success that leads to a healthy and happy career. I'm your host, Hannah a YouTuber, entrepreneur, public speaker, and college student, and I am so glad you're here. I can't wait to spill all my secrets and all my interviewees' tips with you all today. So let's get started. Hey, Kenzie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I've been watching your videos for so long. You're one of my favorite like productivity lifestyle YouTubers. You don't even know how obsessed. Thank you. So I want to start off this podcast by just taking me back. Have you taken me back to when you first started your channel? Like what was the year? What kind of videos did you make? Just maybe share something that when you started your channel that maybe you haven't shared on your channel about when you started, if there's anything, but yeah, just take me back to that time. I opened my channel. I say opened because I don't want to say I started. Um, like the fall of my freshman year of high school and now I'm going into my junior year of college. So that's very crazy. But, um, yeah, I started, I like posted a few videos, but it wasn't really until like the summer going into sophomore year. I basically, that is when my like productivity, like time management really kicked in. I've always been like this, like since I was born, but it was that summer because I was literally posting like every other day. And then that's kind of what like kickstarted my channel. But yeah, that's honestly, like, that was the summer that, like, really started it all. Nice. And what kind of, so you made productivity videos, or what kind of videos did you start out making? No, I was making, honestly, kind of what I'm back to making now, like, haul videos. Um, I ended up doing vlogs and stuff. At the time, I had a separate channel for my vlogs. I had that for a while, actually. But yeah, I was doing the calls and routines, and I wasn't, like, making... I didn't make productivity videos probably until like two years in. Okay. So I know you moved from your home state of Texas to LA to pursue YouTube in school, right? Yes. So what was that transition like? Okay. My transition is like a little bit different from most people just because I moved out my senior year of high school, but I was just ahead on all of my credits. So it was like, I either stayed there just to get like just to take two classes but I'd have to take a bunch of other classes anyways or I could move out here um like get settled because I was already planning on doing that after high school and then I like got California residency for the college that I was going to go to the next year so I saved a lot of money on tuition but yeah I moved summer of 2015 so it was the summer before like technically my senior year of high school and I know dream of many starting YouTubers is to like, you know, move to LA. It's where, you know, a lot of creative people are and business people. Would you recommend to someone who's, you know, getting a grip on YouTube to make that transition to grow their channel? Or are there any regrets you've had? Um, yeah, I, okay. Yes, I have advice, but I think 
if LA is for you, it's for you. But I, there's a, okay, there's a lot of places, especially now that you can live besides LA and do YouTube and be totally fine. Mm -hmm. I, um, I did and I do. I just am kind of not doing right now. I would like love to go into like hosting or something later on. But um, right now, like my focus is just like my channel and my schooling. Um, so if you wanted to do something like more on the entertainment side, it's definitely it, like definitely makes sense for you to be in LA. But if not, um, I move anywhere else, like literally <laughs> anywhere else. I feel like on YouTube less than it used to be there literally is like a map of the world and it's only Los Angeles and I know that I live here I am like like I love living here I do love LA but I don't think it's for everyone and if you don't have to live here don't live here the rent is really expensive and it's really just expensive overall <laughs> but with that being said like if it is for you if it's something that makes sense um you just kind of have to do it like I I always say that I lucked out because I moved technically when I was 17. I was really naive when I was 17. I was like not afraid of anything. It's so backwards. Like now if I already moved across the country, I'd be like crying to my mom. So um, I think I kind of like, I really just like, just did it. Like I didn't really like think too much of it. I mean, I, I did. I moved around a ton as a child. So that made it a lot easier for me. But yeah, I think like, a lot of the time you'll hear people talk about moving somewhere for like three years and then they never do it or everyone just rolls their eyes or whatever. Um, but right. if it's something you want to do, just do it. You can always move back to, you know, there, my point is that there's just like a lot of other places to live too that you can like thrive in. So like a lot of the time people think it's like only LA. Yeah. I think that is definitely a perception that, you know, maybe the internet gives us because I know when I was starting my YouTube channel at the beginning of high school, I was like, I have to go to a college in LA and I have to move there if I want to pursue YouTube full time. And I'm, I, my goals have kind of changed. Like I know that you, I want to do other things besides just YouTube now, but I love what you said that, you know, now it is talked about more that you can do YouTube from anywhere. And that is one of the beauties of YouTube that you don't have to be in LA to go to events. You can host your own events in your own town. You can, you know, just make a one year trip to VidCon or to Playlist Live or, you know, just find communities in your local area. And yeah, I, I just love how you said that. But also, of course, if it is a dream of yours to just go and do it and try it. And if it's not for you, you can always move around again. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of the time people, like, really get scared about moving to L.A. because they're like, what if I have to move home? What if I, like, fail? What if I don't like it? Whatever. And also, like, it's not a failure if you move here and you don't like it and you want to move. L.A. is a really, very, like, transitional place anyways. So people are always in and out of here. But I hear that all the time. Or, like, a lot of my friends who don't like it here are like, I don't want to move back or I don't want to move away because I'm afraid that people are going to, like, laugh at me or say, like, you know, your parents are right or whatever. And like, really, it, that's just not the case. Like people, you know, it's a transitional city. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. But I think like trying can never, can never hurt, except for it can definitely hurt your bank account. So. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So now you have over 350,000 subscribers, which is amazing. So how did you go from starting a channel, you know, in high school during the summer, making, having it be as like a hobby from making it your full-time job now? So I actually, when I started my channel and then it took, a, it took a long time. Like I was under probably a thousand subscribers for a very, very long time. Like Danielle, my like best friend Danielle, and I always talk about it. She's like, I had a thousand subscribers for five years and now she just doesn't. But 
That is such a good point. I just want to stop right there for just a second because I feel like a thousand is such a benchmark or really a hundred can be a a benchmark or a hundred thousand. And so many people get stuck at those small benchmarks, but it's when you like push past the beginning stages is when you can really start to flourish. Yes. When I started to see growth was I had an old morning routine from like five years ago now blow up. Um, And at the time, and I think it has like, it has over a million, maybe 2 million views, but that really helped like kickstart my channel and start to, you know, have people coming back and just viewers just in general, like people actually watching my videos. Because at the time, I'm pretty sure I was getting like hundreds of views on videos. So that made like a really, really big difference. And for me still, like my most popular and most requested videos are routines. Mm-hmm. So, which I like routines. I feel like I do them too much. And I'm like, well, I mean, do you still want to see this? Like, I'm like, <laughs> you know, um, I actually love routines. I just feel like I film them too much, but that is like my most requested video. So it was really this summer. It was a combination of, I don't want to say luck because it's not luck. Like you work very hard for it. But on YouTube, there is a certain sense of, like, of luck almost in, like, a weird way because there's so many people who are – and luck is not the right word, but there is a percentage. Like chance. Like a game yeah, of like chance. chance. Yes. So um, the video, blew, like, blowing up, that made a big difference. And then I was just really consistent. Like, I dedicated – and, like, I've been this way pretty much since this summer – but I like really dedicated my time. I was uploading like every day, every other day at the time. And I was filming nonstop, like all of my friends. Like that was when I, I wasn't, I mean, I definitely sacrificed a lot of my social life in high school and anyone who is from my high school and listens to me say that, like thinks that I'm like, they're like, what are you talking about? Cause they think I'm trying to go down like a bully, like a bully case. And that wasn't it. I just like, I found what I like really love to do and I did sacrifice like a lot of it. Like I was so social. I still like went to parties. I still hung out with people, but like there was a big sacrifice that I made. Like there was a lot of weekends that I spent at home filming, editing, like literally like two days straight. And I didn't really go out. I saw maybe one friend, like my best friends to this day, like through all of that. Mm -hmm. So it was a combination of, you know, like the luck, not the chance of the video blowing up, with that being said, even to have chance, you have to work for that. So I don't really like to say that. Um, and then also consistency is like my biggest, biggest, biggest tip. And like, I, I'm very naturally driven, but I was, I was very serious about it. Like I was like, I want to do this and I'm going to like buckle down and do this. I'm not just going to like hope for the best, you know? So I was just like, I was very, like, very like consistent. Right. That is one of my biggest tips too. When people ask me is consistency. And, you know, I totally get how you're saying you had to sacrifice some things in your life to pursue YouTube and you have to find that balance, which is is so hard to find. But I think that's a great testament to girls who maybe feel like they're, you know, they're wanting to work towards something, whether it's YouTube or blog or podcast or something totally different than digital media, but you do have to sacrifice some things to rise above, you know, the average high schooler or teenager or college student who, you know, that's not even in their vision or their hindsight for the next few years. Maybe they're waiting to buckle down and work hard till after they graduate. But, you know, if you start it in high school, like you, like you and I did, you know, you have to give up some sacrifices here and there and find that balance for yourself. For sure. So now your YouTube life looks a little bit different. Um, are you, how's your uploading schedule or like, what does a productive day in the life for you look like? Are you filming every day? Are you editing every day? Have you found a schedule that works for you? Yeah. So 
it I'm on summer break right now I'm still in summer classes online so it really just depends like <coughs> excuse me it really just depends like on if I'm in school or not but I'll give you like during a school week just because there's a little bit more structure and that is probably a little bit more helpful for people who I don't know maybe I'll do both I'll do both okay both um, is great yeah but on so I go to school Tuesday Wednesday Thursdays and then Mondays and Fridays are typically like my work days. I actually just hired an intern who starts like next week. So with that, I'm sure a lot of things will like be changing. I personally try to pre-film as much as possible in one day. That's partly because I'm very productive and I like to have things done. And it's also because I don't want to get ready and put makeup on every day. <laughs> so I, mean, I like, hear that. Yes. <laughs> um, so I will pre-film a ton in a day. I am really all about time blocking. Like I have, I just like multitasking. The more you look into it, the more you realize that multitasking is like a myth. You can't actually do it. With that being said, I do it all the time, but it's not the most like efficient way, at least for me personally, just my time. So I work better if I work like on one thing for 12 hours rather than if I work on like six different things for 12 hours. So I will try um, to just like do everything that I can like time block. So if I'm going to film, I'm going to film for six hours. If I'm going to edit, I'm going to edit for six hours. And I typically do those on, obviously I really have to do them during the week as well. But during the school year, I'm really trying to like, you know, be present in college and I'm also actually interning for my like church slash school. So that's just like adding another thing, but it's like really helpful for me if I time block. Um, I am very, very, very for pre-filming. I have to have things done in advance. Like pretty much all of my videos, like besides maybe vlogs, but most of my videos are like two to three weeks. Like they've been sitting on my channel for about two to three weeks just so I'd have them ready. And it makes it just so much easier for me. And I get less like, I'm someone who struggles with anxiety. So it makes me way less anxious to know that I have all that stuff ready. But a day, me, going back to a day <laughs> in life. Um, no, but yeah, a day in life. I'll typically, I'm working from home. I like to wake up and my biggest tip for working from home is to get out of the house in the morning. It's very important. So I'll get out of the house. I'll go to like spin class at 8am or whatever. I'll come back. I'll shower. I'll get ready for the day. So I'm not just like, you know, rolling out of bed in pajamas and right. you know, like there needs to be some sort of like mental change for me. And then I'll film for six hours. I'll edit for like whatever I need to do. I'm trying to learn a better work balance, like work life balance. So I'm trying to kind of chill out in earlier hours. I'm also starting to like pre-record for a podcast so it's changing right now um <laughs> but that's like that's typically like that's like a typical day in the life yeah I need to learn from your pre-scheduling like tendencies because I am so bad at that I have great intentions and I'm like okay like I'll get filming done but it's editing for me like I hate editing so much in advance I'll just edit the night before for like the next day's video and it's mm. a bad habit but <laughs> so I need to learn from you on that but I would love to hear how you get through your time blocking. So you said you set aside six hours for filming or six hours for editing. Like, do you take breaks in between? How do you minimize distractions? How do you really prioritize and be productive in your time blocks? Okay. So I, I said six is a random number, but <laughs> um, I actually have an office now. It's in my house, but I have a sign on the door that says business gals only. So it's only me or my dog who's allowed in the office. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very strict. And she only got those privileges because I looked over and her paw was on my laptop. Like she was like typing. So I guess <laughs> she's finally trying to hold her weight around this house. Who knows? Um, 
Yeah, so I have an office here, but I also do leave a lot to go <laughs> do work at coffee shops. And yeah, I mean, I'm glad I have an office. I actually do use it a lot, but I also do leave a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I film in here. I will get stuff done. It's also really helpful randomly. Like, it'll be really helpful during the school year because I'll be having to, like, work more nights or whatever. Um, but I am also, I'm very crazy about my planner. I've been using the same kind of planner for the past three years. And before that, I'd use probably every single one that they'd ever sold in the history of the world okay let us in what what is it i it's called a passion planner Mm. i am obsessed with it um if you like want to try it out i know you can just like download like a pdf online somewhere but it it's set up in like times for every day so maybe if you're in high school it's like not the best one for you just because like you know you're in school five hours a day or eight hours a day for five days a week but um in my planner i can really easily like time block so that's what I started to notice it was because I started highlighting I'm very crazy about this planner when I started highlighting and everything was color-coded so then I could see where I was spending all my time so that really helps me as far as like this work-life balance that I'm trying to achieve that like just doesn't exist when it comes down to it but um yeah so I will just block out times in advance like and I'm also constantly like planning like weeks in advance so it's, it's helpful too, because I know Mondays and Fridays are really for YouTube. Um, but that is like the biggest help for me is having a planner and then also color coding it. So then I see like what I'm doing for that day. It also gets me like a little bit more excited to film because like, I know that it's happening. You know what I mean? Right. And guys, I know she has videos on her channel that feature her office and her planner. So make sure to check out the links to see all the amazingness <laughs> over there. Thank you. So you said you are hiring an intern, which is such a huge step. You know, you're starting to create your team. And I know you also have a a manager or a network. So I would love to talk a little bit about the team, if you can call it that, but the team like behind you, the people that help you with, uh, with your business, with YouTube, and kind of what steps you took to realize you needed to start, you know, delegating other work. Yes, definitely. So I, yeah, I definitely work with a team of people. My Manager, I work with Bo Fresh Manager. My manager is Renee. Um, he's awesome. So he manages pretty much all of my business side of it. Like when we went on tour, any sponsors, like sponsorships, um, same thing as brand deals. Um, pretty much any of like the business side, like most of my emails as well. He will handle all of that. Um, so then I just have deals coming through. I don't have to like, I like, guess like a freelancer or you know whatever. It's like you're constantly like either applying for the deals or, um, you know, dealing with it yourself. And it was just, it was really, it's just like, it's really time consuming. Like, it's very funny when people think that being like on YouTube is like a very easy job and like, Mm. just like you, like you just make a video and that's it. So, um, I've been with other management companies before. I've been with a manager probably for at least three years now. Um, and it's digital. So like the turnover for like so many management, it's, it's like all the time. My, uh, what I love about my company now is that they're like committed and it's like, uh, like they are not just like leaving basically, but they're awesome. Not that all management leaves. I just mean that in digital, since everything is so new, um, you know, people are like changing jobs and stuff all the time, but my company is like just a management company Mm-hmm. And then, so I have that. And then on top of that, I have a network. I'm with full screen and they also get me deals. They also, um, that is who handles like kind of like my AdSense, like a lot of my SEO stuff. 
So they'll help me like optimize my channel. Um, just, just like stuff like that. I don't think a network is necessary for everyone by any means. Um, I think, yeah, networks have, I've, networks have been around for a long time. They're definitely not necessary. For me personally, I like being with the network because if anything goes wrong with my channel, like let's say I get hacked or something, I have someone to like take care of that or to make sure it's kind of like more of like an at ease thing. And my network actually does also bring me deals. Um, a lot of networks have like, you know, empty promises where they say they're going to do that and they just never do. So, um, then I also have a manager at full screen, my network. So I have Bowfresh and then I have my full screen, two managers there. And then I also have like, I have like my merch team and they handle all that as well. Everyone works together, but there's like a team of people doing it. Like people will ask me often, like, like, can you just like mail me? Like, can I just like pick up your merch from you or whatever? And like, I don't handle any of that, you mm. know? Like I design everything and I have like a very big say in it. Like my poor merch guy, Corey, I'm like, I'm so sorry that I made you revise this yellow 73 times. Like right now, just alone, we're literally on our eighth email because I'm like, this is not the perfect yellow. Um, but that's but yeah. so important too. You, yes. like, you have to pay attention to detail and it obviously, obviously pays off because your merch is doing awesome. I bought one of your phone cases. I love Thank it. You. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Before you go on to the intern, I want to just like make a quick mention about networks too, because I had so many questions about networks when I started my YouTube channel. And I just want to agree with what you said is that you don't need one starting out. When I started my beauty channel, it started as a beauty channel. Um, I was like, I have to sign with style hall. Like if I want to make it, as a YouTuber, <laughs> I have to be with them. And oh so gosh. like, I signed like four years away to them. And, you know, it's not, maybe they're not a bad thing. I'm sure they're doing great things for certain influencers, but if you're a small YouTuber listening, just know that do your research beforehand. And just because one influencer uses a network doesn't mean you. Oh, have to. I did the exact same thing. Um, this is like a random note that is helpful. This is something I didn't know. I don't even know if I should be saying this, but um, if you sign a contract under the age, like 17 or like under the age of 18, it doesn't matter if your parents sign it. It's actually not legally binding. There's, it, I mean, it is in certain points, but it's very easy to get out of it. So if you were like taking advantage of young, which happens very often, um, basically, yeah, it's, it's not as legally binding because I have so many friends and I was in the same, literally the exact same boat, um, where I felt like my network wasn't serving me. I definitely just like, wasn't with the right one. Um, and I was basically, you know, like signed my life way to them because I signed early when I really didn't need a network and I wanted to have a network and it was like right. the one that everyone had it was so cool um but you know most people ended up feeling the exact same way and if you sign a contract under the age of 18 there are loopholes and there are ways around that so I know there's probably a lot of people who yeah in that boat. yeah I definitely needed that because I was just like 15 or something and I just got yeah. out of technically the contract like last fall and now I'm just self-managed, but I'm looking into other options. But yeah, that was a great note for networks. But okay, I'd love to continue where we were at if uh, the other part of your team besides merch and managers and maybe your intern. Yes. So my intern, I actually just hired her. We haven't, I mean, she's working remotely right now. She's from Seattle, but she lives in LA. She'll be back on the 15th. So really soon. But she is kind of she's also she's someone who also like is eventually like wanting to start a channel maybe not like full-time or whatever but like finds it fun is she goes to usc like 
she really has her act together. We were basically made for each other, actually. She definitely <laughs> has her stuff together better than I do. But um, right now, she's handling kind of more of, like, Instagram stories. Like, now that I have her, I'm able to do other things that, like, maybe I just didn't have, like, the time for before. So I'm starting, like, segments on my Instagram story. So I'll have, like, Friday favorites. And she is kind of handling that. Like, I give her all the products. And then she gets, like, my commission links for me and handles that stuff. Um, Another thing that people don't really know is that I go off of social media, like, more often than not. And um, so I, like, don't have it on my phone. And she will, like, post for me, basically. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I'll log in on a friend's phone, basically, and I'll post. But I just won't scroll my feed just because it's, like, ah. taking too much time. Yeah. Or it's, like, a combination of, like, taking too much time and just, like, I kind of want to unplug. Because it's easy to get really, like, wrapped up in everything. And I just am, like, really being, like, intentional kind of with my time, I guess. Right. But she let me actually this will probably be helpful I have a list of kind of her like all like her obligations essentially so it's kind of like reward stylings where she commission links Instagram stories um video promo for Instagram stories stuff like that like just making everything look really clean that actually it's very tedious for me and it takes a lot of time it's stuff I love doing but I feel like I just don't do as well just because I feel like I'm like more crunch for time, mm-hmm. um, helping to set up for filming. Sometimes to film, it's pretty rare. I like to do most things vlog style though. Um, helping with like Instagram photos, like my office organization, um, whatever it might, uh, maybe it'll be helping with the podcast, but we're not really sure about that one yet. And just like giveaways and stuff like that. But um, through this, she's kind of learning like SEO, like all the stuff I've learned with my network, um, basically like how to grow a brand, uh, commission links, all of that stuff. So that's like basically. Yeah. She's just basically, she does a lot of the stuff that I would just normally do. That's amazing. And you're so right. It's so tedious just to like post an Instagram story graphic and to like add a link. Because you can't even post like one photo anymore. It's like on unfold. You have to have like this and this and this (laughs) tag. And it's just like, and it's awesome. It looks amazing. But I feel like I was just like falling behind because I was like, I either sell my soul to this, to this, or, you know, I have like some sort of like separation, you know, Mm -hmm. so. And then you can focus, (laughs) yeah, and then you can focus on the things, you know, that really bring you happiness, like filming or the more creative aspects. And I would love to know, because this is the first time I heard this uh, from, you know, an influencer, but when did you delete the app off your phone? And like, when did you make that decision? So I used to have a very, I I don't want to say like an extremely unhealthy work life I've talked about this before a little bit on my I mean I feel like I've talked about this actually a lot on my channel now that I think about it like a few months ago but I think I never I, like moving out here I've always had like a very I have like a very big natural drive I love working like working is my favorite thing to do which is amazing when you love your job but also it's not amazing when you kind of like neglect everything else in your life for it mm-hmm. and like my job was like kind of my idol but it wasn't, I never found my worth in like the numbers on a screen. I really have never cared about that, but I found like my worth in how hard I was working. So I kind of would just go crazy. I also am somebody who struggles with anxiety. I wasn't dealing with that. I felt like I was kind of just like a robot, like going from like, what's next? Like, what do I need to do now? What do I need to do then? And I felt like I was just kind of like, I don't know. I was just, it was unhealthy for me. And I was making all these like productivity videos and stuff. And it's like, yeah, of course I was good at that because that's all I was doing, you know? I relate to that so much. I, I, it's so nice to find someone else who struggles with the same thing of just yeah. idolizing work and feeling like you, if you're not doing it, like you're, like it's 
you're you oh. should go back home you should be working right now like why are you having fun just exactly like this is something like my best friend danielle caroline and i talk about all the time especially when we were on tour i was like the amount of like breakdowns that we just like would have because we're the we're wired the exact same way and it's like you know if i wasn't working every single hour i'd be like what am i doing like i've never really had like it's like the way I struggle with like self-esteem is very weird. It's not like a physical, it's not like a typical confidence kind of way. It's more of a, like, if I'm not working all the time, like I'm like lazy or I'm this or I'm that. And I just, I like literally, it, it was kind of when it got to the point of like, I did not know how to relax. Like I didn't know what to do. If I wasn't working, my anxiety was even worse. Like it, I just recognized that it was very unhealthy. So I was like, you know, I really want to like unplug. I also realized kind of I think I just like, also I'm very for like, you need to like reinvent yourself every like three years or whatever at 21, you know, I've done this once, but my mentor is telling me it's good, but I'm not even 21, I'm 20. But um, yeah, so I think I was just trying, it was a combination of just like not wanting to spend a lot of time on my phone and just kind of like figure myself out and kind of like rewire my brain. I also, side note, I'm reading this book right now called Present Over Perfect. I'm aware it sounds really cheesy, but it is changing my life on this exact aspect it's especially I would I don't know if I'd recommend it to someone who no actually I think I would recommend it to everyone but I could see how some people would like take it the wrong way but if you are someone who loves being busy is really busy works really really hard and doesn't really know how to relax or anything like this book is for you it is amazing oh yeah I saw that on Danielle's stories and I responded because my my mom actually has that book and so now I'm gonna like head downstairs pick it up and read it because you both I sent it to Danielle I was like you need this book but um yeah so I kind of just recognized that what I was doing wasn't healthy and I was burning myself out all the time so the things that I could take care of you know it's like I love YouTube I love this stuff I love what I'm doing I love social media but I was really just like, I was, I was burning myself out and I was definitely overworking myself. And I was like, I need to remember that I'm 20, but also like, that's just, that's who I am. It's like in my DNA. So like the little things like that, I would be able to like unplug from. So I just tried it, um, one weekend, like probably it was, it was when my roommate moved here. Cause it was when I moved into this house and I have all my socials like logged in on his phone. So I would just like, send the photo to him and then post it physically from his phone so it wasn't like he was like replying to my comments or like even doing it he wasn't even the one physically posting it I would just do it from his phone Mm -hmm. um but I wouldn't like have to be on my feet I actually saw Paul Jason just did this he just posted a photo and he was like I've been on social media since January 4th so and so's been posting for me hey guys whatever my friend Keaton also did that I really actually you know now that I think about it I got the idea from her I think But she was off social media from January until for months, basically. Like she was off and her mom was posting for her. So I don't know. I think it's like healthy. Like I'm so for social media, but I think especially when it like becomes your job, it's like also it's hard because then it's like, where's the balance? Because then I feel like I'm like, am I working or am I not? You know, it's kind of like hard to tell my brain what I'm doing. Not that posting a photo is like hard, but it's just kind of like a mental like, am I off or am I not? I don't know. It's like, it's like yeah. this weird thing. I feel yeah. like I was like always kind of on the clock. So yeah, that was like really helpful. I do it like pretty often. I'll just delete the apps for like a few days or whatever. And then I just, I put them back on my phone, but it's definitely like really improved my life, honestly. So smart. Okay. I definitely want to try that now. I'll let you know how it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what advice uh, would you give to girls trying to make it on social media, but maybe starting out 
you know, we tell the biggest tips are, you know, post frequently and have this consistency, but is there a balance between like growing and posting consistently, but then not getting burnt out or get into the rut that, you know, you and I were just talking about where it, it controls our lives. Like, can you think of anything that would help girls who are more in the beginner stages? For sure. I think like it's very cheesy, but like slow and steady runs the race. You look at a lot of people who have blown up, but they've blown up by doing videos and they knew were popular. And then they now hate it and are really inconsistent. Their channels are dying. Just, just things like that. You see that all the time because what they do, were doing, they didn't love Again, mentioning Danielle for the 15th time, but like two years ago, Danielle and I, like our entire friend group, we were doing more of like, kind of like more of like the 12 year old lifestyle, like saturation kind of thing, because we started doing beauty and that's kind of what everyone transitioned into. And so we felt like we had to do that and we didn't truly love that. And it wasn't really us. Like I was definitely not able to show myself. And so we ended up changing our stuff. And yeah, like now I would say everyone's growing. It took a hit on our channels for a while though, but now everyone's like growing and it's back to normal or whatever. Um, but we thought that the only way to grow was doing those saturation things. And then you look at people like Olivia Jade and Mel Joy or whatever, and they are kind of doing more like classic YouTube videos, which is what we wanted to do. So I think really just doing what you want to do. And I know that that's cheesy, but even from a business aspect, like if you're not doing what you want to do, this is a hard job. And why would you build a brand for yourself of something that you don't like to do? Because then let's say you hit a million and you're doing videos that you don't like, well, you have an audience that's there for the videos that you were doing for a million. And yes, I'm sure like a lot of the times it's there for you, like your personality and stuff. But if you're not showing your real personality, like, are they really there for you? You know, I think it's important to build even if it's a smaller audience, build people who are really dedicated. Again, Danielle's a really good example of this. Like she does exactly what she wants. She's very genuine and people love her. Like she is mm -hmm. so loved by like her viewers and as everyone. And you can tell that she loves what she does. So I'm so glad that we like made that transition back to things that we like to do because now I look back and I'm like, if it was two years later, like I don't know if I would even be doing YouTube right now because I would be hating what I'm doing, you know? So I think like, it's really key to do things that you want to do because building a brand, like building your own personal brand doesn't make sense if it's not like personal to what you want to do, you know? Exactly. Yeah. That is so, 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 so important because like just, you said, just with business, we want to build a client base or more like an audience. If it's YouTube that actually wants to, you know, I'm going to use the word purchase if it was a business, but basically on YouTube, that just means watch, but just engage with you. And if you're not building the right audience, then just like how you said down the road, it's, it's going to take a toll on you personally, if you're doing things you don't love and it just takes the fun out of it. And so I love how you talked about your story because I was kind of in that same boat, but on a smaller scale, like I saw the highly saturated, bright videos come into play and yeah, I tried them out too. And I realized you know, over the past year or so, okay, now let me figure out colors that I actually like and that I gravitate to because I want my audience to gravitate towards those same colors. And yeah, I just thank you so much for sharing that because I think it, it's, it speaks so much truth into the insights of the YouTube community minds and how yes. we're trying to keep up with trends, still <laughs> trying to be genuine to ourselves. It's such a, it's such a constant battle. For sure. So Kenzie, my last question for you is what is your favorite motivational quote or piece of advice you've heard over the years? This is, I don't know how motivational this is. This is just something I say all the time. It's like you either do it or you don't, or like you either are, or you aren't. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of just, again, it goes to like consistency, 
the word is funny because now I keep joking like in my house I'm like it's my new favorite vocab word because I feel like consistency is something that I care about so much in every aspect of my life like whether it be friendships who I am as a person you know work whatever so it's kind of just like you know you're either going to do it or you you won't or you're you either are or you aren't you know so it's just kind of like it, it really is sometimes that simple I feel like a lot of the time we just make it make everything something that it just doesn't need to be like we will overanalyze everything we'll overthink things and then in that space that allows you so much room to either be afraid let fear take over make make people out to be what they are you know just it gives you so much room that's just very unnecessary when you give space to things it's it's not good so I think you just like it really does just come down to that like it really is that simple that time like it's not that deep you know right yeah I agree that's I love it straight to the point it's great well Mm -hmm. Thank you again, Kenzie. This was such a beneficial episode and I cannot wait for it to go live and be shared with our audiences. Um, I will have all of Kenzie's social links if you don't already follow her, which I don't know how that's possible, but (laughs) go over to hannahashen.com under the show notes for this podcast. And she hinted at it a little bit in this podcast, but she is on her way to having her own podcast show. So that is going to be very, very exciting. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This is my first podcast. It's so exciting. It is such an honor. Well, thank you so much. And we will talk soon. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Woohoo! Let's give a round of applause for the Kenzie Elizabeth. Now, as always, after my interviews, I want to give you guys some takeaways. Takeaway number one, we all have a number that our followers get stuck on, but you have to keep pushing past that roadblock. Maybe it's a thousand, maybe it's a hundred thousand, but keep pushing. You can do it. Number two, have a mental change in the morning to start your day on a productive note. For me, I got to wash my face, brush my teeth and my hair and put on a cute outfit. And then I feel like I can conquer the day. Number three, do your research before signing with a manager or network. Kenzie and I both have had some tricky situations with being signed young, as you heard about in the episode. Number four, it is okay to take breaks from social media, and it is maybe crucial if social media is a part of your job. And number five, don't just follow content trends. Create content you love making so you don't get burnt out and you can start building an authentic audience that lasts. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Now, I want to know your thoughts. Post a screenshot of you listening to the podcast on your Instagram story and tag me. We can then have a fun DM chat about all things business, social media, life, and honestly, whatever else. Let me know what you want to see more of in this podcast and what you already love about it in an iTunes review, and I will catch y'all next time. Just remember to dream, believe, and achieve. Bye.